Welcome to the UX Podcast, where we learn how to turn a rockstar business into a UX machine. UX introduces a simple formula for personal and business growth based around one principle. We can't solve big, valuable problems alone. Starting with this principle, UX equips and empowers us to pour ourselves into people and systems, scale authentically, and create a life of exponential freedom and impact. And now, let's get started with the latest episode of the UX Podcast. Hey, what's up, Rockstars? We're back with another content-packed conversation. We have Michael Berrien on the show today. He is the founder of Grace Innovation. They have several offices in the New York area and has been doing that for the last few years. Um, He's got a great background in the corporate world, uh, and Grace Innovation really focuses on creative content for brands that are looking for awareness and visibility. And what they do is they back up that awareness and visibility with actual analytics. So what they're, they're kind of disrupting the world the PR because they're going to the same uh, places or reaching the same people that a PR company would go after, but they can actually track what's happening and whether those people are actually paying attention to the content that they create. And Michael makes a great point on this podcast that creativity isn't just about the visual. It's not about just the design. It's also about just the business idea that you're promoting, which I 100% agree with. And I think it's a great reminder to all of us that great ideas are not something that you can just whip up into a commercial or something that you can turn over to a graphic designer or somebody that creates your social media content. A lot of times the best ideas are business ideas, right? The FedEx's idea of it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. The reason that's such a great idea isn't just the phrasing. It's the idea of them pushing the fact that we're going to get that package there overnight. And if you have confidence that we can get it there overnight, we can probably handle two and three day delivery pretty well too. And that, that tagline and that concept, that idea propelled FedEx, right? And it separated them from all the other pack, uh, air package carriers like Emory that were competitors back in the day, which I don't even remember because I don't remember that being a thing. Um, and so that's, that's kind of what we're talking about when we talk about creativity. There's more to it than just design or video or anything visual. So uh, a little background on Michael has been featured in Inc. Magazine, IBM Think Marketing, China Global TV, and Sirius XM Radio. He's a contributor to Digital Agency Network, Falcon IO. He's also a speaker at Agency Con, which some of our listeners might be familiar with. Uh, he's also uh, friends with a previous guest of the show, Kelly Campbell, who is in his same neck of the woods. So make sure to check out her episode where we talk about profitability uh, being a choice. I love that episode. And uh, let's dive into the conversation. A couple things. We also talk about how to stay on top of platforms. Michael gave a great tip for something we can do every few days to get a sense of where the attention is moving and shifting in terms of the uh, the world out there and where their eyeballs and where their earballs are. And we talk a little bit about uh, how to incorporate uh, you know, if you have a spiritual side to you, how do you incorporate that into your business in an authentic way? And we have a really great discussion around that and just the conclusion that Michael's come to about his own business and how he integrates it. I love that approach. So with all that being said, we covered a lot in, uh, in less than 20 minutes of the conversation. I'm excited for you to hear it. Let's jump in with Michael Berrien of Grace Innovation. Michael, officially welcome to the UX Podcast. 
Thanks for having me, Matt. Excited to be here. I know, me too. I'm excited for the conversation where we've got a couple of things to talk about before we get into the future of awareness and attention and, and how you've built the agency to maximize and kind of follow those trends and the, and the creative part of it. Let's talk a little bit. You put out a video recently about spirituality and business, which I'm very interested in. And you and I have kind of come to the same conclusion about just how we operate the business and, and kind of integrate our different sides of ourselves. So tell me a little bit about the video and your perspective on that. Yeah, sure. The, the video, you know, was the catalyst of, um, you know, I was sitting on the terrace here. Uh, we have an office in New York City. I was sitting on the terrace one day and I read, uh, I read a quick article about Anthony Bourdain, you know, and uh, him, I was a huge fan and, I, and he had, you know, committed suicide and I was you know, affected by it a little bit. Okay. And, uh, and I just started thinking like in that moment, I was like, in that specific moment, I was like, man, like, you know, at any moment, you know, this, this ride ends. And I was like, I really don't want to be here doing this, uh, just for the gains that I'm going to take home personally. Mm -hmm. uh, and I felt like, you know, it, it just really kicked me into gear and activated this thing in me where like, you know, I, I really want to start talking about my own personal spirituality experiences and, and using business as a vehicle for that. You know, I believe that the things in our lives that, you know, whether we're poor or rich or um, we've built huge companies or we've lost tons of money, like I really think that there's this part inside of us that none of that affects this, this purity. Like it doesn't matter how much power or control or, or money you have or don't have. Uh, on the flip side, it also it does. If you've been through addiction or tragedy or mm -hmm. or had uh, fallen on hard times, I think that same spark that's in all of us it, it doesn't get affected by any of that. It doesn't get you know polluted by any of that or, or mm -hmm. you know uh, changed or transformed. I think there's this purity that we all share, this spark, and, uh, and I think as long as we're here, you know, on Earth, I think that you know the only thing we can really take with us is the transformation that happens to us when we're here. And I just think that business is an excellent vehicle for that. It's a platform just like a, you know, like a band or a song or, or a painting or a book or any of, they're all platforms to express uh, the deeper nature of our reality. And I just really uh, lately have been releasing a lot more content about that and, and feeling like that's a, a personal, um, personal position that I can take within, the, within business. Yeah. And I 100% agree and, and I've come to the some some sort of, I guess, reconciliation, like inside of myself, that number one, like business is a worthy venture in and of itself, uh, especially if you, you know, you're working with the clients that you choose to work with, they're doing something that you believe in or that aligns with you. And you're helping them reach more people, which both of us do through our agencies. And so I, I do take some, some, I guess, kind of satisfaction in that in the sense that I, I'm, because we're, we have control over the platform, like you mentioned, we're able to serve who we want to serve and we can take pride in the difference and the impact that we're making in the world by helping the, the exact type of people that we want to help. And, uh, it helps for me to think of business in that way because it is a worthy endeavor in its own right. Even if you wouldn't think of it as a ministry per se, uh, even if you would think of ministry as being something separate that you do in a foreign country or something that you do inside the walls of a church or a synagogue. And that's all true, but our business can be a platform to, minister to other people in some way, but it's also just the running of a successful business and employing people, right? And helping other people go through that transformation, helping them grow and develop. All those are worthy things 
and is a form of ministry. So I love that you kind of come to a lot of that same, that same conclusion. Um, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about kind of what you're doing with the agency. I want to talk about the creativity part of it because you have an agency that that's basically what you guys hang your hat on, which is a very difficult thing to sell. And it's a difficult thing to build into the machinery of, of an agency. So what, how did you settle on, hey, creativity and creative content is going to be the thing that we put out into the world as the thing that we do? I, th- I think every, every um, figurehead at a business um, has a like a nature to them, right? I'm not like a super uh, mathematical uh, and analytical person. You know, I I use analytics in our day-to-day operations, but at the core of it, um, you know, creativity is definitely the expression that flows through me uh, and and that spark of creativity. So I think it's just natural that when you create, you know, a business, my business started as just me and then others came along with the core of that business, um, is the creative energy and the creative spirit. And, and it, honestly, you know, Matt, it's what we do best. When I first started Grace Innovation, we did a lot of things, you know, and from email marketing to search engine optimization, because I, I came up as a director of marketing before starting this business. And as a director of marketing, you, you work in many different fields of the marketing. You work in the, you work on the whole engine. Um, so when Grace started, we did a lot of things. But, you know, eventually after some time passed, I really started to focus on what we were good at, you know, what we did yeah. best, what we could become premium at. And that's ideation, it's, it's creative strategy, it's the uh, production of the creative, and then it's using that creative uh, mixed with technology to get the best results. That, that's really what we do the best. You know, we're not the best SEO people, mm-hmm. we're not the best email marketers, you know, yeah. we're not the most technical developers. Um, we, we are really good at understanding how creativity affects audiences and, and that doesn't necessarily have to be like visual creativity like producing a video or a design that could be um an idea like you know Kohl's returning amazon packages that's a creative idea that we might come up with for a company we didn't come up with that one but that's mm-hmm. a that's a creative business idea that someone at Kohl's came up with mm-hmm. that has increased their audience increased their uh, customers increased traffic into their store yeah. we were working yesterday with a client a private jet client that we work with and, um, you know, I said, well, these guys are flying on these private jets. These businessmen are landing at these private airports. There's a conference room at the private airports. Why don't we offer them the upsell to have their meeting at the airport? And they can get right back home quicker. Mm-hmm. This time meetings are still very valuable. And it can be catered and we can, we can include it as an upsell if they want. Yeah. And that was a very well-received idea. And... You know, that's a creative business idea. It's not a painting. It's not a, you know, it's yeah. not audio production. It's not video production. So there's a lot of different forms of creativity that we work in, and I like to explore all of them. And I think that's at the core, you know, where we got to after much, much um, trial and error in the company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah. figuring that out is, is part of the process. Like, this is what we're good at. This is what we can deliver on. I'm obsessed now with being able to deliver on our promises, you know, there's there's been way too many experiences in, in my agency life where, where you know, the client had an understanding, and and we had another one, and we weren't aligned. Yeah. And for any agency owner coming up and building a business, you have to figure out what you can deliver on and makes other people happy. Yeah. Most important thing, and don't do anything else. Don't promise anything else. There is someone that needs that promise. There's someone that needs creative ideas. There's someone that needs production. 
there's someone that needs top top of the funnel branding and awareness uh, campaigns. So so that's what we deliver on. And, and at the end of the day, we deliver on it and we shake hands with the client and everybody feels good about it. Yeah, that is, that's really good. In fact, that might be, that might be the quote and the concept of the episode. Don't like find what you're good at, find what you can deliver on that makes people happy and then only sell that and don't promise anything else. And then maybe be obsessed with delivering it. Um, yeah. It's definitely, it's, it's a hard lesson to learn and it, it doesn't, it doesn't come easy. That's for sure. And sometimes it takes a lot of trial and error and, and over promising and, and under delivering, unfortunately. To, to really learn that lesson and get it driven home. Um, let's talk about the, the platforms and kind of where you see the future of attention. So as it stands right now, you're working with a lot of companies that, um, that work with you guys to attract more attention and reach new audiences, right? So they're the ones that are open to new platforms, not only just new ideas that you bring them, but also just bring being in new places, being in new spaces. Uh, so where do you see attention moving uh, and where do you see it going in the next few years? Yeah, so one of the things is, is a, a lot of people still even aren't on the platforms that they should be. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of small businesses, the medium-sized businesses that do zero social media or digital marketing efforts. Yeah. Um, and look, whatever works for you is great. You know, if, it's, if it works for you to go to trade shows and conferences, I think that's awesome. If direct mail is working for you, that's great. Yeah. If you're still doing, just getting into email marketing, that's fine. Um, but there's a lot of companies that are also gobbling up the incredibly cheap advertising space that is available on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube. So um, it's really about who gets the awareness of it first and who kind of helps these companies transition into these platforms. Mm -hmm. Now, 12 months ago, Facebook was um, all the rage and there's very cheap advertising on there. A lot of Google advertisers are moving over to Facebook because of the incredibly low cost per click and and cost per impression. Uh, Now you're seeing Facebook made a few changes in the last couple months where they've actually um, altered the um, access that marketers and advertisers have to specific audiences based on third-party data. Yeah. So things are constantly changing, and these are the things that we're looking out for for our clients. Um, to answer your question, you know, I would now honestly, I would always be paying attention to new and emerging platforms mm-hmm. and, and the trends that are starting to take shape and take form. Uh, we see, you know, an incredible amount of people um, consuming audio, you know, today, yeah. which is nothing that's new. I mean, radio has been around forever. Audio has been around forever. It's just that now it's starting to really, um, I guess, solidify within these platforms like iTunes and Anchor and Spotify. Yeah. And I think that that's, uh, that's a big, that's a big market that's going to be growing for advertising yeah. um, because people can work while they're listening to music. People can work while they're listening to podcasts. It doesn't take away from your attention. Uh, some of the things I would, I would suggest that people do is every day or every couple days, take a look at the top free downloaded apps uh, right. know, on the app store and see what's in that top five. You'll see it's, it's not Facebook anymore. Or it's not Twitter. I think Twitter is like number 20 now. So wow. you can really see the user behavior of people. Uh, if you do that every few days and it changes, you know, it's like the billboard, it's like the top billboard hits for technology and, and business in my opinion. And you'll see TikTok is in there now. You'll see Instagram is in there now. You'll see Snapchat is in there. Um, YouTube is like number two, I think right now. Netflix is number one, hmm. which is crazy. Right? Yeah. People like, yeah, they're consuming content on their phone that we normally reserve for just the, the TV screen. Yeah. I mean, huh. 
I was just, I just actually dropped a piece of audio about this the other day. Like, like the context is changing of how we consume content. I watched a documentary the other day in three separate sessions on my iPhone. I watched it, you know, uh, on public transportation. I watched 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then I watched 30 minutes at the gym. And then I watched another 30 minutes before I went to bed. So that mobile device has enabled me to watch that piece of content exactly when I want to watch it. Yeah. I don't have to gather around the TV anymore to watch, you know, watch the episode tonight or, you know, anything like that. Um, I think it's amazing, you know, but, but again, pay attention to that. Businesses should pay attention to the fact that Amazon has NFL games on it, that Twitter has Major League Baseball on it, that yeah. Facebook has Oprah Winfrey streaming, you know, live on Facebook. And Snapchat's another channel to watch out for. You know, they're, they're definitely growing. Their advertising is uh, very interesting. And um, so those are a few spaces I, I keep attention on for, for businesses and brands. Cool. Well, let's uh, take a step back for a second, let people know how to connect. And then I've got one final question for you. So what's the best way to connect with Grace Innovation and, and then you yourself? Yeah, I mean, the best way to connect with me, I, w- I would say connect with me on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty heavily involved on in there because the way I look at it is if I'm going to spend all this time on social media, I might as well be on a channel and a platform that helps grow my businesses. Yes. So instead of just basically mindlessly sliding through the, the Instagram feed, looking at you know macaroni and cheese and <laughs> video playbacks from sports yesterday, I think yeah. let me put a lot of my time into developing a good LinkedIn channel. Yep. Um, developing connections on there and quality content on there. So, so connect with me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. or, or follow me on, on Instagram. Uh, it's uh, documenting the journey with a period between each word. Documenting the journey period in between each word. Perfect. Okay, cool. Uh, so last question I have is just continuing on the theme of creativity and, and really keeping up with the evolving nature of all the platforms and just the social media landscape. So as we get older, we're both agency owners in our thirties, I'm assuming. And a lot of the platforms are going to appeal more to the next generation. And we're constantly bringing on staff that's in their mid to low twenties, you know, kids that are fresh out of college and stuff like that. So how do you, how do you look at it? Do you look at it keeping up in terms with the new platforms in those terms, like, hey, let's bring in the people that they're paying attention to. Do you take all that burden on yourself or you personally to get involved in each new emerging platform that looks promising? Or do you let your people take responsibility for that and just focus on bringing in the right people who have that expertise? Um, no, I, I am constantly um, keeping up with what's, what's happening. So, so I'm personally doing that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, right now, um, I think every company has a spirit. You know, Apple had a spirit. It was Steve Jobs. Yeah. His spirit lingers on, you know, because um, it was very strong. But he, he was the one who, who had the visionary um, output at that company. Sure, like 50 people helped him build everything, and they deserve all the credit in the world. Yeah. But he, always had, he always knew about everything about it. Like, if you asked him about the products, he knew everything about them. Mm-hmm. you have to have, I think in order to really put a dent in the universe, as he would say, like if you really want to be an entrepreneur that's making changes happen, that I think that's the real differentiator. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to be an entrepreneur or a business owner that's helping to usher in um, evolution and change and transformation? If you're not, then that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. and then you have a good COO or a good project manager or a team that, that can but if you're someone who's personally connected to that, then you, you, need to be, you need to be in it. You need to be in the trenches. You need to know what you're talking about. Um, you need to roll your sleeves up. 
And I think that, that maybe that helps answer that question. It depends on the person and what, what your goals are. But my goal is to, you know, to be in the trenches, to learn, to help these brands uh, understand what's coming and how to be on it and how, to, how it works. And so I have to be personally connected with it, you know, because yeah. it helps me, A, be able to sell it and B, be able to actually find success, you know, in those areas. If I didn't know what I was talking about and I always had to relay it to a project manager, it, it makes my sales and my opening conversations with people very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And you're right. It definitely comes down to how much you want to be involved, how much you want your personality to be the spirit of the company, like Steve Jobs was. Uh, because if you, if you do, and a lot of it is based on you, especially if you're still doing a lot of the sales closing process and you're, you're meeting with clients and a lot of the relationship is held between you and the top level of the client. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like you have to stay on top of those platforms yourself and you have to know very intimately like where, where the attention is shifting and what you're doing about it to keep up with that. So I agree with that. Um, but yeah, once you move past that point or if you move past that point, you don't want to be in the trenches so much. You have to have somebody who is in the trenches, uh, and, and, that person's got to be on the team. And then I think what happens there is then the, the relationship with the client ends up shifting more to that person because they're going to want the relationship with the person who's in the trenches. And if that's not you anymore, because you're, you've, you know, exited the day to day for, for example, um, yeah, they're going to want to talk to somebody that's in the trenches, whether it's you or whether it's somebody on your team. So that makes, that makes perfect sense to me. Exactly. So, so um, like, I'll, I'll leave you with this too. Like mm -hmm. Andy Warhol is a, is a famous artist, right? Mm -hmm. This is the example I always give. You know, he he painted the paintings, the originals, mm -hmm. and then he had his assistants and his apprentices yeah. copy. His yeah, he had like a whole production line, didn't he? Yeah. In his, in but, his but New York loft. But that's the essence, right? He still yeah. is the architect of that image. Yes. So I think the agency owner is still the architect of the image, and still needs to be innovating and creating and transforming the art, and then the uh, supporting staff or the supporting team uh, recreates that and and you know produces that. And then that's kind of how, how I run my business based on that. So that, that's a great just example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I love that idea of being, being the architect, being the visionary and the one, cause the interesting thing about architects is let's say, as opposed to if you gave a graphic designer or a visual artist, the job of designing a building, an architect is the person who has to marry a visual vision for what the building could be with the reality of what's possible in the physical world. Like you have to marry those two. I'm always fascinated by that. That's why I think of myself in the business world as more of an architect than just a visionary. Cause I always want the things that I design and the business that I run to be very rooted in the reality of what actually works in the real world. So I, I do love that analogy of the architect. Yeah. Cool. Man. Love it. That's awesome. Well, Michael, a pleasure. Love the conversation. I appreciate it. So everybody should check out Grace Innovation and then connect with you. Uh, we'll make sure that all the links for everything gets into the show notes and just appreciate you. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. Hey, Rockstars, thank you so much. I appreciate you investing your time, your effort, your energy into the show. I don't take that lightly. I so appreciate uh, you all listening and the feedback that I get from those of you who listen and engage with the show. Uh, whether you agree or disagree with the things we talk about, I love hearing from you, so please reach out. And if you are in the audience and you're a business coach, a consultant, or you're in creative services, and you're thinking about using you know, guest appearances on podcasts and interviews to boost your business, grow your brand, build more influence and attract ideal clients, or maybe you're watching other people in your space do that and you're wondering if this strategy will work for you and how to make that work, uh, I did a special training with a client, Dana Malstaff, uh, who runs the Boss Mom Podcast. We produce her show. And we did a training all about that. And it's called How to Get Featured on the Right Podcast 
podcast and get your ideal clients flocking to you. And a few of the things that we covered in that training, it's, it's short, it's content packed, it's only about 35 minutes long. And we talked about how to get featured on podcasts in less than two hours a week, how to find the exact right podcast for you and make friends with those podcast hosts, how to become micro famous so you're known, liked and trusted in your space, and really how to, uh, how to craft a story hook uh, that really gets the attention of podcast hosts and gets them to say yes when you reach out and pitch yourself as a guest. And so we talk about all that and a bunch more in that training. So it's available at howtogetfeatured.com. That's howtogetfeatured.com. Pop your information in there. It's free and you get it in you know instant access to watch. You don't have to wait for a follow-up email. You don't have to wait for a fake webinar that's not actually live. None of that. It's a recorded training. You get instant access. So go check it out. I'd appreciate it. And I've said it before on previous episodes. This is my number one marketing strategy for myself for 2019. And I learned a lot of these things in the process of building the system for myself and my staff to pitch me as a expert guest on podcasts. And whenever somebody, whether it's one of my own clients or my friends and peers and colleagues in the space that we all run in, it's my number one recommendation for them too, to grow their brand, build their influence and attract ideal clients. So if that's you and you want more of that, go check that out. That's at howtogetfeatured.com. Thanks again so much. And we'll see you on the next episode of the UX podcast.